welcome back to the Futures Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Lenehan, and I'm excited to be sharing this episode in partnership with one of my oldest work collaborators, Primark, or for those of you listening in Ireland, Pennies. I took a major turn in my career a few years ago when I realised the harmful impact fashion was having on our environment. I'm proud of the work Primark is doing to help initiate systemic change in the industry, and I'm delighted to help them spread the word on the plans that they have made to redefine what affordable, more sustainable products means to everyone over the next eight years and beyond. Today's guest is Aoife Scott, a Dublin-based artist and in her very own significant way, an eco-activist. Aoife's work, in particular her latest collection, Collide, is inspired by climate change, the ocean and the environment around us. Aoife believes that beauty can inspire behavioural change and uses her art to bring needed attention to the climate crisis in a hopeful, exquisite way. In this episode, she and I discuss everything from channeling and managing eco-anxiety to the power of sea swimming and what activism means to her. I really hope you enjoy this episode and if you do, don't forget to like, subscribe and share with a friend. Over to my conversation with the amazing Aoife Scott. Eva, thank you so much for taking the time. I am so excited to talk with you. We've never had an artist on the podcast before. So you were the first and what a perfect person to start off with. Your work is so perfect for our conversations that we have on here because it's so tied in with climate and nature and all of that. So let's get straight into it. I first came across your work last year with Collide, which we're going to come back to. But really, I'd love to start by asking you a little bit about your childhood and growing up and where this love for nature really started and and grew for you. Thanks so much for having me here. I feel very blessed. And I was going through a lot of your podcast um, episodes and all of the people that you interviewed and talked to are people that I love. And, you know, that was quite nice to to listen to. I suppose it really comes from my, my upbringing, my parents, you know, from a very young age, we were always brought to the sea or the mountains you know at the weekend to swim or to hike surf and that was just kind of drilled into us you know not spending time indoors and always being outside and I think it was maybe because we were uh, very energetic and hyper children that my parents were like get them outside (laughs) Um, but yeah and my dad was always very outdoorsy you know, we would always be making like campfires and building things. And, you know, he taught us how to like use our hands and, and kind of fend for ourselves if we were stuck in the wilderness. And um, yeah, so that's kind of where it all started. And my mum is from Donegal in the Gaeltacht area of Guidor. So we would spend a lot of our holidays up there. And that is just like very exposed, very wild. So a lot of my work and inspirations come from the wild kind of waters of Donegal I suppose. What a place to get inspiration like there's nowhere there's literally no landscape like it in Ireland it's it's just so unique and special like throughout then your teenage years and as you became an adult did you always still like gravitate to the outdoors like was it just part of you or was it only like later on that you got back into connecting with nature? Yeah no that's actually quite interesting because I do think uh, I kind of throughout my teenage years maybe through partying and wanting to be with friends who weren't so into the outdoors I I didn't spend as much time you know swimming and running and and surfing and you know walking in the mountains and stuff so and also I didn't want to spend time with my parents (laughs) you know those years we just want to be left alone so yeah I think it was only really actually like 
when I studied in London, the Royal College of Ireland did a master's there and I found being in a city for two years was really difficult and it kind of got me thinking about like my childhood and you know happier times you know um and breaking it down to what really kind of gave me purpose and um made me calm and and happy and it was always kind of like happy like holidays where you'd be like covered in sand or you know you always had salty hair um so yeah it, it made me really feel that like I needed to get back and reconnect with nature in a different way. I lived in New York for a while and I couldn't believe how much I missed just having the ocean and having mountains and having greenery. Like I just never, I just, I guess I always took it for granted. So you're so right when you come back to it, then you have like a whole other appreciation for it. So that's really interesting that you kind of refound it once you had to be in a city. So speaking of your education, everything, I'd love to ask you about your journey to where you are now. So did you study formally? Did you always paint and create? Yeah. So I, I studied um, printmaking in NCAD the National College of Art and Design in Dublin and graduated in 2013. So both of my parents actually went to NCAD. They're both creatives. <laughs> my mum and dad um, met in in college and they were in um, textiles. So my dad now is actually a graphic designer. My mum was a, a textile buyer. And so, yeah, it was always kind of, I knew from like the age of five that I wanted to be an artist or that I wanted to create. I didn't know exactly. I knew I wanted to go to art college. But then when I when I got to the college, I for a long time, I thought I wanted to be a designer. I wanted I love fabric. I love color. And then I don't know, I just got I fell in love with printmaking. There's something really nice about um, using like a copper plate and and making marks on it and then erasing it and then kind of using creating a relationship with these matrix like a copper plate or a litho stone or else um screen screen print screens for screen printing so I did four years there and then I took about four years off and joined a studio in Dublin called the graphic studio and there I kind of shadowed a couple of master printmakers I I did. Um, I started auditioning for other artists, and through that, through all of that, I learned a lot about printmaking and developed new skills. So I think the taking the four years off between your BA and your MA is really important as an artist because you kind of it's good for you to get out and have a couple of exhibitions and meet other people. And then for me, it was really important because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I went to London to study. Um, printmaking again in in the Royal College of Art and it's funny actually how you were saying about how I learned about painting and my love for painting and it's actually painting is only a very recent thing for me because I would consider myself primarily a printmaker and now that I'm painting I really think about painting through layers and and kind of like transparencies and then opacities you know so but I suppose I'm an all-around visual artist really <laughs> You are all right. You do it all <laughs> and do it all so well. That's an amazing career. And it's so interesting that you're only painting recently because your paintings are like incredible. So let's move on then to talk about Collide because that's how I came across you. And it is so visually stunning. And I know there's so much meaning behind it, but tell me a little bit about how that came about. Is it fair to say that COVID maybe kind of ignited it for you? Yeah, totally. COVID hit and um, I was really excited to get back into the, the print studio after returning to Dublin from London. And I 
kind of had all these plans and ideas about what I wanted to do and then all of a sudden I was confined to a tiny box room in my house uh, to make work so for a long time a lot of my um, friends and artists that I know would have said to me oh Aoife you're definitely a painter you should be painting and you know I did want to start but I just I just needed the push and that was it like so I just went out and for about a year I was didn't know what I was doing just all experimentation really um you know painting over one paint like just I painted and painted over one painting after another and and then eventually I kind of started to kind of get into the flow of it I suppose what happened during COVID was I, I suppose a lot of people reconnected with nature because they had to get outside because you know everyone was working from home the only escape and kind of I suppose mindfulness was just going for a walk on the beach or you know in their local park and that for me was I started sea swimming I'd always swam in the sea but it was kind of like once every month or you know whenever my parents were going swimming they're they're year-round sea swimmers so I kind of thought okay this is a good way to challenge myself and and also to help my my own mental health and anxiety that I experience every day so um, I challenged myself to do it four days a week and and that the sea swimming and then the 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 painting kind of from what grew out of that was my exhibition collide so it was this relationship between going for a swim every day you know reconnecting with nature also the hard the mental kind of physical aspect of it as well and how cold it was and like especially during the middle of winter I'm with you in that because I was telling you before we start that my mom is a sea swimmer and she same as you always would have but then during COVID was like this is a brilliant excuse like I have now the time and everything and some days like she'll call me when she's gotten out of the sea and I know how cold I am sitting here in my in my room and I'm like oh my god it is such a mental and physical it's a triumph and like I'm the same I like I do it when I'm at home with her and I try to go like as sporadically as possible but I'm definitely in every day and like there is something it's like medicine because it's such a push to get yourself in and you feel so amazing when you are in there and once you get out it's magic no wonder everyone got into it because it literally was like nature's medicine during during the lockdown and that that's what it sounds like for you too yeah no and it was also the sense of community as well like I had a couple of friends who were already sea swimming and then I made new friends and it was just this thing that got you out of the house and got you away from work every day and for me it it was actually what inspired the work for me and so I started to I just started dipping really and then uh, going in for like five minutes at a time and then I used to swim years ago and I kind of gave it up because I was doing too many other things and I mostly do a lot of running and so I started to use my swimming or my running app um, on my phone and my watch to kind of track my swims and I started to notice that all of the the lines I was making were really interesting and how they were kind of resembling this kind of like I suppose every day I um I like I was swimming up and down and around in circles and this kind of like um loop loops kind of system about thoughts going around in my head and Mm. and also it got me thinking about kind of the mark that we leave on the planet and you know these lines and tracks that we make and, and remnants that we leave behind us every day so it was all of that was kind of starting to um fuel me and like inspire me and and then with the painting I was going for a swim and then I was coming back to the studio and I was kind of with all the energy and 
and um, also like freezing shaking hands I was starting I would like paint a couple of layers and then I'd warm up and um, have a cup of tea and then I'd go back into the studio and I'd paint some more layers. So it was this kind of like going to the sea, coming back and painting and then going to going for a walk and then coming back and painting. So it was like this like to and fro with, with nature, which was really nice. I just thought that was such a cool idea. Um, and like you said, like how it ties into how we leave our mark. I know you also like collected stuff, right, that you would like find on the beaches and that would inform some of your work too. Yeah, so I think for me, it was like, I just wanted to connect with nature again and I wanted to kind of, it was helping my mental health. And then through that, I I started to notice a lot of plastic on the beach every time I was going swimming. And um, a lot of the plastic was actually like really bright, colourful little bits and pieces from obviously toys and stuff. And I was really attracted to it. And then I kind of had this weird feeling like, why am I attracted to this material that's like damaging and harmful to sea life and and it was this kind of like like attraction and then also like push away so I was interested in that almost like guilty pleasure kind of thing like you know like we everyone loves to buy things even though they know that it's bad you know like this constant consumerism and so yeah I just every day I started every time I went for a swim I would collect like not not even a lot but like you know I'd always have a bag with me and then gradually I just had masses of plastic at home and I wanted to make something out of that. So I used a lot of that plastic um, in my bioresin sculptures. Like at the beginning, I started to find like vessels, like empty milk cartons and bottles and kind of oil um, containers. And uh, I thought it would be interesting to fill these with all the plastic that I collected and make them into um solid casts so they were almost like messages in a bottle so yeah all the things that we've left behind you've taken something that is just rubbish and just made it so so special you've touched a couple of times there on how nature is therapy really for you and how even collide has been therapeutic can you talk a little bit about eco-anxiety because I know it's something that you experience you know I think anyone who loves nature and who's interested in climate change and the climate crisis or even just being a bit more sustainable will know what it feels like to have that anxiety so maybe you'll be able to articulate it in a way that will that will resonate I'd love to know how it how it manifests for you yeah so I think for me I'd be kind of naturally an anxious person anyway and I used like the running and swimming to kind of deal with that but eco-anxiety is like I suppose for the older generation is a good thing because what's happening we are very much responsible for it Um, and I think a little bit of eco-anxiety for everyone is actually quite good and because if you didn't feel that then you know (laughs) we would not be going in the right direction but I do think for I worry for like the younger generation because I just don't think it's fair to terrify children into thinking that you know their future is doomed you know I think we should be teaching them you know, through education and, you know, subtly at home, you know, recycle this or don't have a shower for too long, like share, share baths. Or sometimes when I see all the demonstrations, it is really, it's great, but there's so many children there with big posters and placards. And I kind of feel like we grew up think, not not thinking about that. And we had such a carefree childhood and I just feel sad for for the younger generation. But also I do think it does really affect them and they are are like living in a world where there's so much information you know and they don't really know what is true and what's not true and it's also that's also because of social media and technology 
which we probably didn't have a lot of when we were growing up. Eco-anxiety is actually fueling my work because it's making me do something. And mm. um, and the way I'm kind of expressing that is that it's more telling people not to um, go out and demonstrate and get really angry about it, but to actually reconnect with nature. And I think when you reconnect with nature, you start to think in a greener way and you start to think about how to live more sustainably. When you do get that anxiety, it's so hard to know what to do. Because I think a lot of the time people just say, well, I'm just one person and like, what difference can I actually make? But I think you're so right. I think if everyone was able to reconnect with nature and find their value in it, you would just act more sustainably. I totally agree with you. I think that is one of the most gentle and like love-filled ways to to be more sustainable is to just fall back in love with nature and appreciate it and it'll filter through uh, in everything and I presume then as you said like it kind of activates you to do things like in your general day-to-day like recycle and just be more mindful is there anything else that you do in your day-to-day that kind of filters through well I am plant-based so I don't like to use the word vegan because I think it's quite extreme (laughs) um but I I suppose for years like my parents always grew vegetables in the garden um, and I'd be very aware of kind of what I'm eating and where it comes from. And so just gradually over the years, I became more and more plant-based. And and now um, I think children are, there's so many kids like under the age of eight that I know are vegetarians or, you know, love their greens and their veg. And they love, you know, the idea that their parents are growing their food in their back garden. So I think even that is like a triumph in itself, you know, that the kids are understanding where, where food comes from and also animal cruelty and, you know, carbon emissions and, and like, you know, the impact that having like thousands and thousands of cattle and sheep and stuff has on the environment. So just, you know, eating a bit greener can yeah. really be helpful. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to know with Collide, like, did you get any feedback from people who may be had necessarily thought about their impact or maybe the work made them think differently about things or do you think a lot of people who are attracted to your work are people who are already really interested in this space and so it really resonated with them more that's probably a very difficult thing to answer <laughs> yeah well a lot of the people that that loved the work and that were interested in it were either like sea swimmers or already doing all the right things but there were a few people actually that came in and bought work that um didn't quite understand it they just thought it was a nice landscape or some they just loved the colors and the energy and then when I explained to them you know the the meaning behind it all and and you know my this what my thought process and everything they were really um kind of energized by it they loved the idea of it and they they themselves had said oh I've been trying to kind of get into the sea and oh it's so hard and And then I was able to give them tips about, you know, you don't need to get into the sea every day. You could just go once a week or you don't need to eat plant-based every day or, you know, and just even little tips like that. And then they asked, there are a few people asked, oh, are you going to do any sort of like events or because I had done like um, uh, an event before the exhibition where we went for a sea swim and we kind of, we had a fire and we all chatted around the fire. And then I talked about my work and they got to see me the, my studio and the process and loads of people loved that and they were really interested in doing more events like that so yeah it did kind of I suppose inspire people and and kind of spark a conversation about um, the environment.
that's really certainly what I've been missing over the last couple of years is those real life interactions and just meeting up with like-minded people and having that kind of moment of community so sign me up if if any of those come back I'm sure anyone who's listening will be (laughs) the first to join so in terms of collide and what you're working on are you working on any more projects or what does your 2022 look like um well for 2022 I'm I really enjoyed actually working on paper so like I usually as a printmaker you work with paper but then I went into canvas and I was working a lot with canvas but what while I was kind of in the process of making a couple of the canvases I was also making those little studies on paper and I really loved those studies because they were the ones that I, when I went for the sw- or my swim or my run, I would come home and I would kind of experiment on paper. And they were the ones that actually I felt were the most successful. And it wasn't, it was only until after the exhibition that I, I kind of thought that maybe the ones that happened more spontaneously and intuitively were the ones that, that worked the best. So I think over the, I've started a new series um, and over the next few months I'm going to continue working that way and just like this idea of of the relationship between man and nature and and what comes out of it and for me it's the relationship that I have with the sea and the mountains and then kind of going from the natural world into the inside world and painting and you know this this expression I'm sure everyone who's listening will go and check you out immediately honestly thank you so much for the work that you're doing because you've taken something that is such a difficult thing to encapsulate or to make attractive when you're talking about all these different topics and we're asking people to be more mindful and stuff it can feel like a bit of a drag and your work is the antithesis of that it's so exciting and inspiring so thank you so much can't wait to see what you do next and um hopefully i'll see you for a sea swim in 2022 that would be lovely that would be lovely thanks so much Joe.